eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome into Loho Daily. I am Loho, a.k.a. Lawrence Holmes. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. You know what I realized over the weekend? You probably realized it, too. Bubbles are the best, man. They are the best, and we are getting great stuff that is happening inside of Bubbles. It's a weird thing to say. It's a weird thing to think, but it's true. The NHL and the NBA have done a wonderful job of keeping their game safe. They've actually followed the... That's the weird thing. Like They followed the advice... Of Dr. Fauci, Dr. Burks, other infectious disease experts, and so far have had no serious problems with their game. And if you look at the the player testing that has gone on in each league, I think you got to go back to, I think you got to go back to the beginning of July, like when the players first came in in the NHL to find positives. And with the NBA, I want to say it was the middle of July. So we're talking four weeks without a positive that's happened inside the bubble. And now, with teams being eliminated from playoff contention, you have a bunch of teams and guys leaving the bubble. It's going to be interesting what happens inside the bubble now that I've said bubble too many times, haven't I? Anyway, it's going to be interesting to see what happens now that that we're getting close to friends, and I'm using air quotes, and family, I'm also using air quotes, get an opportunity to come hang out inside the bubble. Let me talk a little bit about the the actual game playing that goes on with the NBA. I got to tell you, this past weekend, I know the playoffs are getting ready to get underway. This past weekend felt like playoff games. I do a group text with Tony and Campy and Herbie. And I was telling them because all all three of those guys are, especially Tony and Campy, are bigger hoop heads than I. I love my basketball, but I'm more of a baseball football guy. Like basketball is like tertiary to me, but I love when there's money on the table. I felt like for the first two weeks of the bubble, like after that initial first night where you get the NBA back and you're checking out what the product looks like, After that first night, I was like, I'm good. I'm good on this. Like, I'm ready for them to get get on with the getting on and get these playoff games started. That's what I was looking forward to. 
And so last Saturday night, not this past Saturday, but the Saturday night before, I found myself up late watching Luka Doncic just be magnificent. Like all of the stuff that you think about that guy, all of the accolades that have been put on him, all of the comps of people talking about him being Magic Johnson. Like, my goodness, was it on point. Like, it was so fun to watch him do work. He's been one of the most fun players to watch inside the bubble. He continues to astound and be great and be great at a bunch of different things. He's giving you triple doubles. It, it, it's it's great. So you have that. I have that in the back of my mind. And then this past week, we had games that mattered. They mattered because people were going to go home if they didn't win games. And you have one of the great things about the NBA is the amount of smack talk, the trash talk that that happens. So this past week, you had Paul George and Patrick Beverly talking trash to Dame Lillard, which is odd because there are some players that I think that that type of thing affects in a negative way. And what's the old line from, from Billy Ho and white men can't jump. I feel like you play better when you're mad. And that's what I think about Dame. I feel like Dame plays better when you give him a challenge and he's already damn good. So he's out, out here having to deal with that and those guys are just it was like they were giving Popeye spinach and Dame just went out there and was like okay cool watch this 50 watch what I do next and he's out here playing you have the Phoenix Suns playing for their lives playing the best basketball that they've played all season long and making a run at that eight spot in the West. They didn't get it. But they went undefeated in the bubble. What a great way to end your season. It's also historic because I don't think there's any team that's ever won eight in a row that didn't go to the playoffs. And I understood people's argument like they deserve something. Uh, no, they don't. Because had they put in that work earlier in the season, they would have been in a better position instead of sitting there waiting hoping that Portland would lose so they could find themselves into a playoff. But then we got to the playoff. And and I, I was talking about this on another episode of Loho. Shout out to the Brooklyn Nets, who the Brooklyn Nets were out here trying to end Portland's season. So shout out to them for putting forth the, the type of effort that, that they needed to, to make it fun and exciting. You have all of that, and it comes down to Portland and Memphis playing for the eighth spot in the West. And the way that the rules set up was that Portland had to lose twice to Memphis to be booted, and they had to only win once to, to win the A spot and then get ready for the Lakers. That game was fun, and it was desperate, and you had so many great stories that went into that game. And you had, like to me, C.J. McCollum out here with a broken back, giving John Morant work was one of the most fun things that I saw over the weekend. It was terrific to watch that. Dame doing Dame stuff, Yosef Nurkic being a baller, and Memphis not backing down in this game at all. They just didn't have enough at the end, and they end up going home. 
But it's weird because I think if you're Memphis or Phoenix, you go home feeling really good about what you accomplished. Really good about it. If you're New Orleans, I don't know if you feel as good about what you accomplished in the bubble. There there was never a moment where Zion kind of looked right to me while watching him. And he's, you know, he, he's been injured and has stopped and start a lot throughout this season. I look forward to more things from him, but it ended up getting a coach fired. So we'll see. We'll, we'll see what he ends up doing. But I'm here for the playoffs. What's interesting to me about the bubble and, and the NBA is that it almost levels the playing field for average dudes. I shouldn't say average. For non-superstars, it almost levels the playing field out because you don't have to worry about actual home court advantage. That doesn't really exist. Sure, they're going to pipe in the faces of Lakers fans in the first round of that series, but it's not the same thing as playing out there at the Staples Center. Like, that's not... It's not the same thing. Like, there's not all of the pomp and circumstance that goes into it. You're in the same space with these guys. You, you don't have to worry about LeBron coming in like a rock star or any of the other trappings that would go along with you playing a series out in Los Angeles. None of that stuff exists. Meanwhile, over in the NHL bubble, they've had incredible success. Like, this... this I thought I would really miss crowds at hockey games, and I don't. I don't at all. I've enjoyed this run of games so far. I've enjoyed the type of hockey that's being played. I was a little concerned about the ice, it being summertime and all, even though they're in Edmonton and in Toronto, hasn't really been an issue. The only thing that they ran into was that crazy five-overtime game where you had the night game having to be shifted to a morning game the next day. But who doesn't like their hockey in the morning? I honestly think it's something that, that baseball missed out on. I know why they did it. They wanted more of their games on in prime time. But I think that they should have, and maybe they'll do it as we get later, I think they should have done more day games. I, th I think the Cubs for sure should have done more day games than night games. But you're launching a new network, so I understand Like you want to put the games on at night. You think there's going to be more viewers. I wonder what television programmers are thinking about where they're at right now and if they actually see a shift in audiences because a lot of people are either working from home or not working at all. So I wonder if there's a difference in the way the audiences react to the games. That's why I'm saying like they missed an opportunity. The NBA was like, put games on all day. I don't care. MLS is playing games at 8 in the morning. And the NHL is like, we'll do what we have to do. Sure, we got to play three games today. Cool. Put one of them on at 11 o'clock. Fine. I'll watch it. It's on. Let's go. But this bubble experience has been great. And I've gotten to a point now, I know as soon as I say this, like something bad will happen, but I've gotten to a point now where I'm not worried about the virus when it comes to the NHL and NBA. I'm not worried as much. I am, I'm worried every day for baseball. Every day when I hear another story about another person testing positive, I'm terrified that 
we are three days from the entire league shutting down. And that thought hasn't crossed my mind really since the beginning of the, the, the NBA and NHL bubble. And I'll tell you, I thought there was a lot of back padding that went on in the NBA in particular. I felt like there was a lot of chest thumping, like we got this right. But they may have gotten this right. And this may be the way that things go for a while in the NBA until we get to a place where there's a vaccine or better treatment or the virus itself is is less deadly. So when there was talk of bringing in the other teams, the delete eight teams like the Bulls, I was like, ah, do you really need to do that? Like, there's no real reason to do that. But then I realized that it was August. I Herbie had to remind me that it was August. Because if we're thinking that another NBA season is around the corner, these these other teams haven't played. If you're saying that the they're not going to start until Christmas, you're talking about almost not over nine months of players not playing ball for the other teams, not the teams that are in the bubble. So, yeah, it actually does kind of make sense to put them in the bubble, too. And now the NBA and the NHL now know how to make this work. I was totally skeptical on whether it could work. I thought it was too long, and maybe it will end up being too long. But they've had a month of of freedom. They've had a month of, we got this right. You take the travel component out of it. You test, test, test. You have the opportunity to quarantine, and what you've gotten is successful basketball and successful hockey. I don't think that football can be played safely. I think that the same fears that we have about baseball are going to be the same fears that we have every week about the NFL. And don't get me started on college. Like All of it is ridiculous. All of it. I don't know how this is going to work at all the travel alone to me is a nightmare if if we were talking about like some of the traditional conferences and conference rivalries where you could assure that there would be travel that was short and you could in, in ensure that the environment is going to be safe i'd be more for it but you can't look at some of the videos that are coming out on college campuses It's unnerving, to say the least. So I give the NBA and the NHL a lot of credit. MLS, too. A lot of credit for saying, we're going to do this bubble thing. I actually kind of hope Major League Baseball, for the playoffs, adopts this plan. I love the facades of of all of the old buildings in baseball. I love the backdrop, but it doesn't matter. If there are not going to be fans there, And there's not any real home field advantage other than not having to travel, which was probably going to be the case for the first round anyway. Man, move all those teams to a bubble. A bunch of them will be gone. Half of them will be gone in a week. And get on with the getting on. The bubble is the way to go. Good job by the NBA and NHL. 
Thanks for listening. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you.